When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talking Real Money podcast with me, Don McDonald, and that other guy who just keeps hanging around named Tom Cock. Hello. In the uh, hey. aircraft hangar. Yeah. He's okay. So, he's so happy now. He's so happy because he's back on the podcast and he's not dealing with other business garbage. <laughs> Let's like, just not. This is like a vacation not. from real life. Yeah. Yeah. For it's about really 10 not, minutes, though, sure. Yeah. Because yeah. real life has kind of been nasty recently when it comes to money and that's what this show's about it's about money and the money stuff is just enough to drive you up the bloody wall i i literally have not looked at my portfolio now in two weeks and i don't want to i'm scared that's good advice you know i find it fascinating than today's wall street journal that they talk about how pensions and others are really suffering after a very difficult first quarter and now this difficulty's continued into the spring and i'm thinking wait a minute you manage trillions of dollars, a, a, a fluctuation of a quarter. Is that really a big deal? Shouldn't be. Yeah. At least it ain't Bitcoin. <laughs> Which is down 50% <laughs> from its high rate. 54%. They didn't have it all in Kathy Wood, the Ark. The Ark. Now the Ark of sinking. the Covenant. Yeah. Yeah. Down. Yeah. All right. So um, today, though, we want to talk about vers- uh, versatility. Okay, that too. We want to talk about versatility too. All the time. We want to talk about diversification. See, I I, I combine diversification in my head and volatility. Okay. All right. So it's diversatility. 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 Very important word in this business, as you know. How diversatile Mm. is your portfolio? (laughs) How fertile is your uh, portfolio? Come on. I don't know. Uh, not too long ago, uh, <laughs> Mark Holbert, a dear friend of the program, we love yeah. Mark. We should do we an interview with Marky. Mark one of these days too. We well, we did, didn't we? Do one with him at uh, we, that AARP was like five years ago. Dude. Yeah, that's a long time ago. But yeah, I don't know. But Mark, Mark uh, does these great factual number kind of pieces for the Wall Street Journal, and uh, he uh, he recently talked about how much volatility. Well, and how to get the kind of volatility you need in your portfolio, how many stocks it takes to get there. And right now, according to a recent study, the number is at least 50 stocks. You need yeah, to have yeah, at least you, 50 you, stocks. What? To what? To you, have you said to volatility. To diversify. Well, nobody to, want, but to, nobody wants volatility. I want No, I, to I want reduce to volatility. Line. Okay, cuz you made it sound it's like diversity. I talk about having a bad day. Uh, I mean, (laughs) you know, it's mainly your fault. You started my day off badly. (laughs) Me? Come on. I tried to call you. You don't answer. Uh, All right. Yeah. That's because everything is all my technology is not working right now. I am so technology frustrated. And then I got to get on a plane today. So I can't fix stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, 50 stocks. I got a pile behind you. You better know. Yeah, which is a ridiculous number, by the way, to try to hold as an individual anyway. That's a crazy oh, number. think about it. 
to hold a round lot right, of 50 stocks, no. we're looking at you know well over a million dollars. And then you got to manage those 50 stocks to rebalance them, move them around, do all the things that need to be done. And the reality is we think you need a much bigger number than that, Tom, a much well, yeah, bigger I mean, number. It, and to give credit to my my son who recently got his MBA, we were sitting in a meeting once with somebody who had 211 stocks and he said, what about like a mutual fund? <laughs> Crazy. That owns hundreds uh, of stocks or maybe yeah, that thousands? owns a lot. The point of the study was to sort of say, um, you know, how many stocks you need to own to reduce volatility versatility mm-hmm. uh and 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 50 i honestly i think 50 i think jim kramer tells people to own like 20 mm-hmm. it's a ridiculous yeah. it's a ridiculous number you're just think that one 20th of your portfolio is relying on a single company i think that's outrageous because things go wrong even and you can see it this year right with netflix at all so anyway I, here's my couple points from this whole thing i think it's worth considering number one they always avoid the other part of the conversation you should be diversified into not just a wide variety of stocks, Don and I have been telling you for years, known thousands of stocks, but bonds as well, because bonds, although this year has been a little weird with interest rates going up, owning the two, those are two completely different types of securities. So you should definitely own those. In addition, when it comes to stocks, I personally think, and we've said this, we manage money this way, you should be invested globally because not right. all economies are the same thing. The U.S. economy could be greatly different than what's going on in other parts of the world. That has been true. There's been decades where the U.S. stock markets have not done well and others have. So stocks and bonds. Number two, here's one thing I tell people all the time when they get very upset about what's happened recently, which frankly, uh, by the way, I was just looking at the numbers. The S&P 500 year to date through, uh, let's see, the 10th of May is down 15.7%, which really feels ugly, but it's really, it's not that bad. The global portfolio, hundred percent global portfolio is down 12 and a half. So being globally diversified has meant less of a reduction. And I think people, I, I tell people this all the time, Don, when you feel exuberant about how much money in your account, I think you mentioned once when we were at the record highs that uh, people should realize that it won't always be that high because things go up and things go down. It's going to go down for a time. I think you should write down how you feel and put it away, either bad or good, so that you can go back and look and say, remember, I was like depressed. I had to do something. And no, I don't have to. And that brings me to number three. Be honest with yourself. If you look at stock markets, they go up and bond markets, they go up and they go down. Volatility is part of investing. Get over it. It's going to happen. Or you can now put it in a high yield savings account. Don found one last week and it's paying 1%. There's your 1%. Go ahead. And by the way, just to point out inflation as of today is still running at over 8%. So you can get your one while the price of gas and food and airplane tickets and all those things go up. So yeah, I, I think this is overdone, the whole volatility thing. And, and I never tell anybody how to feel because my mom told me a long time ago, don't do that. But I will say that, that that all of this is simply part of being an investor. Get over it or don't be one. It's kind of and, that harsh. And guarantee yourself a, a loss. Yeah. And it really is though, it's not about telling people how to feel, but it's about working within someone's 
emotional capacity. And that's why we say the portfolio, there isn't one right portfolio. It's the right portfolio for your capacity to emotionally handle the inevitable, inevitable volatility that goes with stocks, absolutely, and with bonds to a certain extent, and with crypto all the, the bloody time. So uh, you just and, have and to, to be able to handle to, it. Yeah, and to finish that point, I mean, you, you again, going back on your career, in uh, 2001, when you, you for years you'd been telling people, look, you can go do this on your own with a few index yep. funds. Yep. And what you found was in a time of profound emotional difficulty, when they actually closed, people forgot they closed the stock markets for a few days after the 9-11 attacks and the markets went <laughs> catered. And you found out that sometimes people need a lot of people. Most people need help. To keep yeah, us on the straight and narrow. Uh, it was probably the busiest phone lines I ever had, particularly considering it was a tiny little radio network I was on. Yeah, uh, I mean, was, people I was need. swamped with calls. People going, I can't, I'm getting out. I'm getting out, Don. I can't do it. I can't do and it. And this is another part of the reason that many of us, even our friend Paul Merriman, many of us have an advisor because. Oh, Paul's not very only, emotional. Yeah, not only do they build the right portfolio, not only do they do the planning, not only rebalancing, tax loss harvesting, all those mechanical things, the behavioral part, they're really, they can be really good at sort of keeping you in the plan, keeping you from doing something bad to your money. You were the one who made that point 20 years ago, and I think it's still very, very spot on. really is. Yeah, so build the right portfolio for your emotional situation, your emotional capacity and diversify like crazy. So you never, ever, ever. The other thing about diversification that people forget is that if you massively diversify, if one of your companies, bear in mind, you don't just own stocks, you own companies. If one of your companies goes out of business, goes completely bankrupt, goes to zero value in a portfolio of 13,000 stocks, you're not even going to notice. No. But yeah. in a portfolio of 20 or even 50, well, now we're talking real money. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Real money. Well done, sir. Well done. Thank you so much. And uh, a lot of folks want to uh, talk real money with us. And many of them call our phone number, which is 855-935-TALK. Others go to talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form. And you can record a question or you can type it in. Now, if you type it in, bear in mind, the answers are going to come in a little more, are going to come to the podcast a little more slowly. So you need to be more patient, you typists. Because um, I take them <laughs> I take them as they come in. Is that a career anymore? Can you be a typist? Oh, I'm going to be a typist three. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I, Stenographer four. Are you four. kidding when I can tell my computer what to type and it just I types know. it? I'm just saying. Oh, typist. man. It's I a love, funny word. I love that kind of technology. All right. I have an interesting, interesting question, though, that came in oh. from Talking Real Money. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was going to do it in a I was going to do it in a bad Eastern European accent, but All I right, decided go ahead. against I will, it. I'll okay. okay, I'll do a little bit of Eastern Europe bad okay. <laughs> Hello, cheesecake and CEO slapping lovers. <laughs> I'm your it's your one and only fan from Poland. Oh. Thank you for work, for your work and crappy sense of humor. I love it. <laughs> Well, there's our one and only honest fan from Poland. Fan I like Poland, that. Yeah. So, uh, Crappy uh, sense of humor. I love it. <laughs> I got question. And he, he types did, it wait, that did, way. That's why I want to read it European. 
Okay, was was he calling me beefcake or you beefcake? I was trying to remember which one. Cheesecake, cheesecake. Oh, cheesecake. You remember I cheesecake? Was like, I was, I was Investing hoping for beefcake. Cheesecake I, I, and CEO that, yeah. slapping. We had the CEO <laughs> slapping episode. I know. I was hoping to be called right. beefcake. So, but okay, yeah. I got question about small yeah. cap value ETFs available for Europeans. We got oh, two God. of them. One for yeah. Europe, one for USA. Oh. The spider. MSCI USA small cap value weighted ETF and the spider MSCI Europe small cap value weighted ETF. Could you please take a look and tell me, do you think it's worth it? We have practically no choice if we want to invest in small cap value. P.S. Oh, he's he's going to, he's going to enlighten us about, he's going to enlighten us about Ukraine. You ready? Because we talked, remember we talked about Ukraine? P.S. Ukraine does not have its stock exchange. They are using our Warsaw Stock Exchange oh. even now when orcs attack their country. Orcs. Excuse me? What? Even what? now what? when orcs attack their country. Lord of the Rings. The orcs. I, I, I the, get the it, reference, but yeah, that's I, wow. Best regards, uh, David. David. Okay. That's David. pretty good. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Thank interesting. you. I don't think, by the <laughs> way, I don't, I don't believe that we invest in, uh, in uh, Poland. I'd have to look it up, but I don't think we're. I oh, I'm sure there's something. It's pretty small market. I doubt yeah, we I are. But at any rate, um, so I sorry about up. that. Would you like? Would you like to know more about them? You yeah, know what they I'm are. curious. I already They're know what I'm going to say, but yeah, yes, what? they are index funds. When you say weighted, though, does that mean cap weighted? That's small when cap I start... value weighted. Yes, so they are okay. overweighted to small cap and value. Okay. So this yeah. is a as truly is a tilt, if you will. Yep, these are. In other words, just not just owning what nope. market capitalization is. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, they're they're lovely funds. They're they're really terrific ETFs. Expense ratio for over for Europe is yeah. extraordinary because European, British, Canadian even expense ratios Australian are really high. The expense ratio oh, yeah. on both of these funds is thirty basis points. Wow, that's pretty, and for small value, pretty good. Yeah, I think that's really good. It, it's totally shocking, and uh, so um, wow, good for you to have those available to you, and good for you for getting into them, and good for you for writing a very funny note. Thank you. <laughs> and by the way, so but you didn't finish the question. So it's, is um, there more? No, I, don't, I mean, so should he own both of these? Yeah. Okay, I was just waiting for you to say yes or no. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. US yeah. and Europe. It's the only two exactly. he says he can get. He can't get the rest of the planet, yeah. but you know, when you have the US and Europe, you have wow, what do you have like 80 plus percent of the global economy? You have a lot of question. Um, yeah. So let's I'm just looking up uh, my favorite AVUV, which has an expense ratio of 25 basis points. So those two are pretty good price. Right. I yeah. mean, those are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you look up AVUV? No, AV, AV, not AVU. AVUV is the. Uh, That's the Avantis an, U.S. small value. Yeah, it's U.S. I was looking yeah. for an international small value to see if they. By had the Poland, way, can but, I make an aside what? about the Avantis small value? Oh, you always do. I know. Well, here's the thing I find fascinating: the number of people that have reached out to me and said, "Hey, I got to own that." I hear you talk about it on the podcast. I want to be careful here. That you should yeah. own that as part of a portfolio. That's not just one right. thing to own. You got to own U.S. large. You got to own all these other asset classes. This would be part of a portfolio. That's you know what I'm trying to say. Not just 
oh, I'm going to sell this and buy AVUV because yeah. it's had a great run. You make run. a terrific point because we, when we mention things, yep. investments of any kind, we are talking about them in a much broader capacity. Uh, we we don't believe in going out and picking A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We believe in having all of them, not picking one of them, but having all of them. We're not, anything we mention here is not saying this is hot, buy this. No, we don't do that. That's not the kind of show we do. This is not Jim Cramer screaming, buy this, buy that. We're saying, buy them all. Yeah, Own a diverse portfolio. Because that one, that one seems to have caught a lot of interest. The other one, <laughs> you won't be surprised to hear, I-bonds. Basically, every person I talk to, hey, you guys are always talking about I-bonds. I got to own some of those. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's... and let me give you the caveat on I-bonds. Okay, uh... let's say, let's say, possibly, uh, over the course of the next year, the Federal Reserve's actions and the the economic activity in the country uh, everything levels out and inflation drops back down to, let's say it goes to zero again. Could happen. It's happened. Now your return on after six months, if it happens six months later, six months from now, your return goes to zero. So That's now you've got to hold forget. those bonds. You've got to hold them for at least a year and probably yep. five. Although if you're at zero and you lose three months interest, you're not going to care. Uh, but you're going to have a lower overall rate. Remember, that rate is only for the current six-month period. Yeah. And then People it adjusts. Have attended, all they see is what? Oh, 9%. Right. Sign up for but that. That's well, 9% hmm, yeah. for six months, which Correct. means if there was a zero rate for the next six months, Guess what? you're getting 45 for 4.6%. And then if there's 1% for the year after that, I mean, it's... Right. Okay. I don't want to use the word gimmick because you got mad at me for calling it that. I don't think it's a gimmick. I do think it's kind of a hedge. It's if we have inflation, you got a little bit of those, you you get a little kicker. Uh, It's not much, but it's a little, every little bit helps. We say that over and over again. Well, (laughs) uh, remember the easy way to get in touch with us is to either call us and leave your question or go to talkingrealmoney.com where we will try and answer all of your questions. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number, talkingrealmoney.com. Tell your friends, share the podcast on social media and, you know, rate it on Spotify, review it on Apple podcasts, go watch our YouTube things and please keep listening. And, oh, join us. uh, If you're listening to this on, uh, you know, the 11th, 12th, 13th of, of May, retire meets on the 14th. You can still sign up for the virtual event or the live event if you're listening in the in the Puget Sound area at retiremeat.com. Did Holding I cover everything? vegetable sandwich for you right now. Really? You know, those veggie sandwiches <laughs> were not popular. They're horrible. But we always get like 50 of them, oh, and then I end up eating 20 of them. I, and I, I, think, I think the people who ordered them went, you know, I... I, I think I was the roast to be beef good, looks really good. Boy, that yeah. roast beef looks yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like when you go to the ice cream place with your grandkids, you go, I'm not going to, well, no, that chocolate looks pretty good. I'll have this. Yeah, I'm not going to have any ice cream because I'm too ah, fat. Oh, yeah. no, I am. Uh, okay. I am. A little bit's not going to yeah. kill me. Yeah. All right. Thanks for being a part of our little get together <laughs> called a podcast. I'm Don. That's Tom. We hang out talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much.
you want it, knowing can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a family registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap. <laughs>